Hello friends and welcome back to the show. This is Coach Man. We will be covering a lot this week, so let's just jump right into it. The Ballon d'Or Dream Team has been announced. As uh, If you've seen my post on IG, then you're very welcome. If not, uh, I'll talk about it real quick. So, let's let's get started with the goalkeeper, Lev Yashin. Maybe a bit of surprise, but... Uh, I, I think a pretty good choice. Then we move to the three designated defenders, Cafu, Franz Beckenbauer, and Paolo Maldini. Brilliant choices altogether. Uh, in the midfield, we have Diego Armando Maradona. We have Xavi from Barcelona. We have Lothar Mateus from Germany and Pele, of course, the Brazilian. Then the three forwards selected, no surprise here, Lionel Messi. Then Ronaldo, the Brazilian. And then on the left, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, what a, an incredible lineup. Uh, whether you play in FIFA or whether this would be for real, uh, it would be a tremendous team that not a lot of people would win against. Uh, also, earlier this week, Haaland picks up his Golden Boy Award. Very well deserved. Uh, a, a, a tremendous future for this young man I have no idea who is he going to sign with uh, so many options I can see him play in Madrid I can see him play uh, for Barcelona I can see him play for Manchester City for Manchester United um, a lot of play a, a lot of clubs would want to sign this player and uh, if he keeps performing like he has been he's gonna have a tremendous career and uh, Mbappe has some competition I can tell you that <laughs> Lewandowski, of course, win the, wins the Golden Player Award. I mean, he has had a phenomenal season. I mean, he pretty much won every competition that Bayern was involved in. Uh, it was long overdue. Too bad that they canceled the Ballon d'Or because he definitely deserved it. Uh, maybe he they can do something for him because this guy has been performing at a top level in Germany for a while. Uh, large, largely snubbed... Uh, in any kind of conversation, you, you'll always have the debate between uh, Cristiano and Messi. But to be honest with you, um, this guy, this guy definitely, definitely deserves, deserves the, the, all, all the, the good praises that's been coming uh, his way. I mean, if you look at the all time, all time Ballon d'Or winners, of course, Messi with six, Ronaldo with five. Ronaldo should have had six in my opinion, but you know, uh, that's that. And uh, you, you can see these guys are so much, over like they're they're like three levels above everybody else Cruyff and Platini and Van Basten uh all three of them have three Ballon d'Ors each so I mean huge 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 discrepancy um in the Premier League of course Sam Allardyce becomes the, the West Bromwich Albion's manager uh Billich was out after a draw at Man City I thought they'd be happy with a draw but uh they announced that they'll uh, be looking at replacing their manager, and well, it didn't take long. Uh, Sam Allardyce has produced many memorable quotes throughout the, the year, and it will be great to see him in the Premier League. Of course, unfortunately, they had a 3 to nothing loss, uh, but he did save teams in the past from relegation like Crystal Palace. So, a bad start for him, but, um, you know, hopefully... Hopefully he'll manage uh, to to produce some Sam Allardyce magic in uh, West Bromwich. Earlier in the week, Ju Juventus has played had played Atalanta. Uh, the game finished in a one-one with a horrible miss by Morata. He backheeled the ball because he thought 
somehow he was an offside is totally inadmissible. It just makes me think about a, a, a friendly game that was played uh, on Manchester City when Mancini was the coach and Balotelli did a similar thing and he was automatically substituted for just uh, just totally <laughs> totally not being at top of the game and, and being aware of the situation. Ronaldo also missed a penalty in this game, of course. Uh, and Pirlo destroyed the game by replacing Chiesa with Sandro and moving Weston McKennie, who congratulations on being uh, uh, the U.S.'s top player of the year. Definitely uh, deserved since he moved to, to Juventus. And uh, let's be honest here, he has serious competition. He has Pulisic at Chelsea, and he, now he has Sergio Dest in Barcelona, and he still won on top of the other two players. He's been playing phenomenally at Juventus, one of the few players that actually play week in and week out, and he could actually be uh, the replacement for Pjanic. Um, Arthur does not seem to be integrating well, and to be honest, uh, not a lot of players perform. I mean, if you look at the players that have been performing at Juventus a couple of years ago, none of them are performing well today. I mean, look at Dybala, of course, poor performance. Look at Bernadeschi. Poor. Look at uh, Quadrado playing really well one more time, still inconsistent, but he, he's, you know, been linking some good performances. You look at Sandro, really, really poor. His highlight of the past two seasons was a super high cross, which only Air Cristiano could have got to eight feet, two inches, jumped in the air to, to score that ridiculous goal that, you know, we'll, we'll get in the record books. Other than that, he has nothing else to, to, to brag about, nothing else to write about home. Again, Aaron Ramsey finally got an assist um, so far in a year and a half, in a season and a half in Juventus. Aaron Ramsey has three goals, and he recently got his third assist. That is inadmissible. Like Again, he can play for other teams that don't have an ambition to, to win the title, but not for Juventus, not for uh, Milan, not for these top uh, team teams that would, would want to fight for the title. Um, again, inconsistency and, uh, Pirlo got, uh, outclassed again. Um, Arsenal, of course, bad, bad form, uh, earlier this week, they played in Southampton. It was a one, one, uh, at least they stopped the losing streak, uh, and they were pretty much lucky to get a point against Southampton. My opinion is that they need to activate Ozil. They need to put, uh, out their, their, political differences or whatever it is, whatever the case may be. But Ozil needs to start playing for Arsenal because um, at, at the moment, um, <laughs> there, there's nothing going for him. Uh, Aubameyang just got injured. Lacazette is, is playing terribly. Um, I have no idea how they're going to get out of this situation. Um, Arteta came out with a few stats that I don't know if they were from ESPN or something like just weird percentages we had a nine percent chance to lose but we still lost so that tells you a lot no that just tells me that you know there's something wrong it's either you're not doing your job properly or there's something deeply wrong with the team and you need to fix it um earlier in the week Leeds played in Newcastle they won five to two and an amazing amazing performance Everton played at uh Leicester they won two to nothing uh after defeating Chelsea on Saturday now they went on and they defeated uh, Leicester. 
of course, the derby that was highly anticipated by everybody, Liverpool versus Spurs. So the first half was dominated by Liverpool. The Spurs settled for not having the ball pressed only in their half and gave Liverpool many occasions to create danger. A goal came in after a deflection and Liverpool were one up. A lot of danger came from the wings from the crosses of Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, who at times were caught very high up. And on the counterattack, Lo Celso played a long ball for Son, who was left uh, against Fernandinho that obviously couldn't keep up with him, went on a 1 versus 1 versus the keeper and score, scored, of course. In the second half, Spurs pressed high up in the field, had a much better start. Liverpool continued to play their lateral defenders in the game with uh, Salah and Mane cutting inside, creating a numerical advantage by playing a triangle at the edge of the box. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, the, the second goal came in after after uh, a, a beautiful combination by, by Liverpool. And uh, uh, totally, yeah, uh, we got to mention Kane, who missed uh, a couple of, of great chances. He, he didn't manage to put him away unfortunately and uh yeah it again Mourinho with uh some some <laughs> interesting dec- uh, post-match comments uh, he he went to club and he said that the best team lost in this case I I kind of understand what he's trying to hint at they they had the uh, uh the game plan you know if if Kane would have had a much better game I surely believe that they would have won uh, moving on, Barcelona played uh, Sociedad. You know, it gives Koeman some breathing room. They won 2-1. Two to, two to uh, of course, uh, you know, Koeman not in, in the best of positions at Barcelona. He needs to put some great performances so he can have some, some job security. Of course, we had the fifth Pro Men's World eleven, where, again, uh, Neuer was was robbed absolutely robbed they put allison as as a as a as the the keeper and of course the coach the 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 coach award went to club which honestly i mean what else does hansi flick needs to do in in byron he won pretty much the, the major competitions what else does he need to win for this guy to get an award it's it's absolutely embarrassing i think uh neuer and uh Hansi Flick was abs- were absolutely robbed. Early these, the, earlier this week, Aston Villa played at uh, Burnley. Nil-nil. Uh, you know, Burnley again struggled to be above the relegation zone. Uh, Villa will be terribly sorry to drop some points over there. Earlier this week, um, Manchester United played against Sheffield. 3-2. to two, the Very, very contested game uh Sheffield unfortunately decided to go with a very high defensive line and played an offside trap against very fast attackers like Rashford Martial and Greenwood it was a lose-lose strategy you could tell the commentators had mentioned it I mentioned it even when Sheffield were one up um you you can't just play like this against Manchester United honestly uh, why would you do a high defensive line against some of the fastest players in the league and play an offside when, let's be honest, I mean, you don't have the top defenders of the league to play such a smart game and, and to be uh, to be without any mistake. And it showed. It absolutely showed. Much has been made about Ronaldo's reaction when Lewandowski won the award, and this got me very, very upset. 
what they don't tell you is that actually Ronaldo voted for Lewandowski. So his second choice was Messi and his third choice was Mbappe. Okay, so he knew that he probably expected Lewandowski to win. And all props to him. How can you not say that Lewandowski deserved it when he won everything? He won He won the Champions League. He won the Championship, the, the Bundesliga, the, the, the German Cup. He won everything. How can you not give this guy an award? And then they made... They put Ronaldo's disappointed face like, oh my God, here's uh, Ronaldo. I don't know why they, they try to make, uh, I don't know. I have no idea why they put this guy, they, they always want to make this guy look bad when he voted for Lewandowski to, to be, you know, the, for the best player award. And uh, I, <laughs> Messi on the other side, Messi on the other side had voted for Neymar in first place, then Mbappe, and then uh, Lewandowski um, on uh, Lewandowski's side the best player in his opinion was Thiago who was uh, at, at that time you know playing for them then Neymar and then Kevin De Bruyne surprise surprise Kevin De Bruyne deserves to be you know in there uh, the ranking points well Lewandowski won of course with 52 points then it was Cristiano Ronaldo with 38 points and then Lionel Messi with 35 points or three points less. But let's let's just mention here that the only award that Ronaldo won last year was the Serie A with Juventus, which so far has been a given this season. I don't know if they're going to win it. And Messi had absolutely zero trophies. And they're still, you know, number two and number three. You know, I wouldn't have minded to see, uh, you know, Mbappe a little bit higher on the list, uh, De Bruyne a little bit higher on the list. Um, the rest, the rest of the rankings, you know, fourth place, uh, Sadio Mane, fifth place, Kevin De Bruyne, sixth place, Salas, uh, seventh place, the uh, Mbappe, eighth place, Thiago Alcantara, ninth place, Neymar, and tenth place, Virgil Van Dijk, with only thirteen votes. Um, of course, we we already addressed the Coach of the Year award. Um, Klopp said that you know. I'm not the coach of the year, but I won the award, so that's good enough. I don't think that's good enough. I think he should redirect that award to Hansi Flick because, I mean, apparently hugs are more important than trophies. I mean, once again, how <laughs> robbery, <laughs> absolute robbery. Um, let's talk about Crystal Palace against Liverpool. Christmas came early for Liverpool uh, <laughs> with this fixture, seven to nothing, an absolute demolition job what they did of, of Crystal Palace everything seems to work well uh, Salah with a beautiful goal amazing amazing performance what can you what can you say Messi broke uh, well not a broke title record actually he ties Pele for the most goals scored for a single club so obviously he has played for Barcelona his entire career he's now at 643 play uh, 43 goals for Barcelona Amazing performance with the next goal that, that he'll put in behind the net. He'll make it 644. Um, going uh, and breaking Pele's record. Pele, who is not a fan of Messi. A lot of people have been mentioning him and how kind he is and how nice he is to Messi. And he uh, recently posted on social media that, oh, my friend, we both know we're the same. We both play for the same club, blah, blah, blah. But he's the same guy. That a couple of years ago, he had said that Messi has only one skill 
and one talent. Um, I'll actually try to look for the quote. I'm not sure that I have it, but yes, he is the guy that, well, yeah, yeah. He said Messi has only one skill. That's what he said. So I don't know. And it's just two years apart. Uh, these statements are, are two years apart from saying that. I know how you feel. We're the same playing uh, for the same club. Loyalty is in our heart. All of that good stuff. And then whatever. You know, good to mention that also yeah, a lot of people made fun of the way Messi scored. So he had a penalty. He missed the penalty, but then got the rebound after a cross and he headed the the, the ball in to tie uh, Pele's record. There, a lot of people were saying, oh, he missed on purpose just so he can get the ball in uh, from, you know, uh, not not a penalty. Of course, uh, it was supposed to be a joke, um, you know. But uh, yeah, moving moving forward. Earlier uh, earlier this week, Manchester City visited Southampton. They won one to nothing. They they got a W, but uh, they're still far from what they can produce. Uh, you know, good team effort by Southampton. Uh, unfortunate to not find a finish. Uh, City climbed to fifth place just uh, under Southampton. Barcelona played Valencia. It ended up in a. Two two. This is the game that I was talking about, where where Messi scored his six hundred and forty third goal. Uh, Everton played Arsenal. Arsenal again lost two to one. Um, Aubameyang still injured for the for the upcoming cup game. In Bundesliga, Bayern got the W against Leverkusen two to one. Uh, a goal in the ninety third minute by Lewandowski got him the. All the three points. Juventus played Parma a couple of days ago. They won the game four to nothing. Ronaldo with a double. Kulusevski and Morata put their uh, imprint to uh, mark a diamond in Juve a win against a lethargic Parma. So that to me doesn't mean anything. Um, Brighton Hove Albion played a Sheffield one one. Sheffield rack up their second point of the season only. I think relegation is looming. Unfortunately, it's it's pretty much getting close to game set and match. Uh, this uh, this one is gonna sting for Mourinho and um, company. They had played in Leicester yesterday. They lost the game two to nothing. Uh, one of them was a was an own goal, of course. Uh, Mourinho coming out saying that uh, you know <laughs> basically the Spurs <laughs> Spurs were the best team again. Uh, this time I, I I can't subscribe to that mindset and uh, yeah it's gonna sting two two losses in a row and uh, you know they they gotta go back to that strong mentality the the type of football that they can't produce we've seen them draw some beautiful football uh, amazing passes the the relation in between Son and Kane uh, and and the stats between the two were absolutely and are absolutely fantastic this year so they need a they need to go back to winning ways real quick um, because for whatever reason, they have a fragile mindset still. Um, and it's it's not, you know, when they play well, they play well. And there's lapses in judgment at times and there's lapses in motivation sometimes as well. Uh, talking about lapses in motivation. Well, hello, Manchester United. <laughs> Manchester United has produced probably the best performance since 2011. When was the last time that they scored uh, six goals? A high-intensity game, an amazing performance, and willpower for from both teams. 
United won 62 against Leeds, but trust me, don't don't go by the by the scoreline. Watch the game. It's one of the most beautiful games that you ever see. McTominay <laughs> had a tremendous, uh, tremendous game. Two, two goals scored, and you can see him in the 80th minute. Like he was gasping for air. A United was supposed to take a corner kick, and he was gasping for air. It was super high intensity. Like, uh, and Leeds are one of the one of the most physical and 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 uh, strong teams of the league. So they they kept up the intensity for ninety plus minutes. It was it was an amazing game. I mean, this is how uh, people fall in love with the sport: uh, attacking from both ends, nonstop, not hugging the ball, not time wasting. It's just attack, 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 and uh, see who can score the more the the most goals. Um, WBA, like I said, uh, they had lost and, uh, Sam Allardyce loses his, his first game as a manager against Villa three to nothing. Poor start over there by, by Sam Allardyce. We'll see how, uh, how he, if he'll turn around, uh, the, the results and save WBA from relegation. Inter played against Spezia with, again, Spezia, the dark horse, as I called them, uh, they won two to one. Hard-fought game. Um, they they currently lie on second place in Serie A. Atalanta, of course, after the draw against Juventus, they played in Roma, decimated Roma four to one. They they came from a, a goal behind to score four in a row. Uh, they'll be extremely happy. Of course, Lazio played Napoli. They won two to one, uh, two to nothing. They get the three points against Napoli, and sure, slowly but surely, they climb to eighth, just two points behind Napoli. Great performance over there. AC Milan. Uh, Rafael Laos calls the fastest goal in Serie A. Just under 7 seconds. 6.76 seconds to be exact. <laughs> that sends Milan to first place on the table. And, you know, as as we're uh, towards the end of the year. And if Milan gets to be on the top of the league at, at, at winter break. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them to actually win this area uh, and finally uh, crush Juventus's domination. Uh, they were lucky enough, Juventus were, last year to win. Uh, they dropped a lot of points in the last few fixtures. They were just lucky that Lazio dropped as well uh, a few points here and there where they weren't supposed to. But if, if uh, Milan manages to snatch the title and break Juventus's uh consecutive wins i mean i don't know what was latan ibrahimovic would 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 do but he'll he'll definitely like i don't know get to the new level of god as he uh self-proclaims himself <laughs> a lot of the times uh moving on to la liga real madrid won against uh abar three to one uh, of course you know a great performance again by benzema two assists and a goal um, that will put Madrid behind Atletico with, you know, they have the same uh, number of points, but Atletico has two games less, so we'll see what happens there. Um, West Ham played and um, played against Wolves. You know, I mean, I, I'm sorry, Burnley. Burnley played uh, against Wolves. They're now four games unbeaten. They took advantage of the break, scoring two and defended efficiently with the exception of a bad tackle inside the box. After the game, Wolves' coach Nuno, Nuno uh, came out and he has said that, um, you know, he's very unhappy with the coaching. 
I don't think it was the coaching why they lost. It's just not taking advantage of the situation. Um, and uh, that was that for for Wolves, aka uh, Portugal B. <laughs> they have they have a great team. They have a great team, and I think that they should perform a little bit better. Uh, they they still have you know half of the season left, and uh, I'm pretty sure that you know the motivation seems to be there. The team spirit seems to be there. They just need to. Uh, link up a few good performances and get something going. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there'll be a challenge for, for any team in the premier league to get a win, uh, o- o- over wolves. And, uh, just moments ago, Chelsea won at West Ham three to nothing. Uh, Tammy Abraham scored in a quick double within a couple of minutes. He solved the game for Chelsea. They, they were performing pretty badly in the first half. They were lucky, uh, not to concede a goal. They, they had a couple of, um, they had a couple of silly mistakes at the back to to be honest with you they they can really consider themselves lucky and not conceding uh but it's it's good for for Frank Lampard and uh it's good for the team you know they they can catch a a, a breather and uh it's it's different it's different you know when you when you win one to nothing and uh, three to nothing. It, it gives you a morale boost. Uh, it's it's very good for Tammy Abraham, of course, to get a double uh, and and solve the game for them. Again, Chelsea. I I still believe they they need a tad bit of time. You know, a, a lot of new players. You you had Harvitz uh playing today. You had uh Werner playing today. They still need to gel in with the team and gel in with the league and with the manager. And uh, um, I'm pretty sure. You know, I I expect the Chelsea to perform a lot better. To be honest with you, right off the bat, just because of the quality, because a lot of the times you get top quality players. Um, sometimes you get, let's just say, lucky and uh, they adjust very well with the team. They adjust with a coach and, and and they start playing like they they belong there and they've been there since day one. It didn't happen with Chelsea. They still need a tad bit of time to get everything set up together. But once they do, I think they'll be a very, very, very dangerous side to play against. And if you're still with me, I had saved the best for last for this week. Uh, we're going to do a quick comparison between Karim Benzema and Thierry Henry. So earlier this week, a lot has been made of Karim Benzema's performances now that he is leading uh, Madrid and wants to see what seems to be another run for the title. At a press conference, Zinedine Zidane had said that for him, Benzema is the best striker France has ever had. In case you forgot, that includes legends like Papin and Thierry Henry. I took a closer look at Benzema and how he compares in terms of his playing style to his compatriot and Arsenal and Barcelona legend Thierry Henry. It's not the first time that he's been compared to Henry. Sidney Gavou, another French leg- legend, had declared that uh, Benzema, aka Big Benz, <laughs> is a more complete player than uh, Henry, and I don't think he's wrong. He is not as big as Henry, but uh, he can make his presence felt and what makes him hugely different is his style of play. He is not enamored with the ball. He dribbles when the situation asks and he takes shots when he can't pass the ball. His unselfish approach makes him a great partner of attack for a goal scoring machine. Somebody like say uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Henri liked to have the ball, liked to dribble love to score goals and nonetheless he had the ability to do it in his career Karim Benzema won the top goal scorer in France three times footballer of the year for France in 2011 2012 2014 
won uh, the Champions League four times with Real Madrid, three-time Spanish champion, two-time Spanish Cup winner, three-time Spanish Super Cup winner, four-times French champion with Lyon, one-time French Cup winner with Lyon, four-times FIFA World Club winner with Madrid, won the uh, Euro with uh, France uh, with the under-17 squad, three-times UEFA Super Cup winner with Madrid, four-time Super Cup winner with Lyon, uh, amassing a, to a total of 29 club trophies. Henri on the other side, his trophy cabinet has the World Cup of 1998 with France. A massive, massive achievement. He has uh, five times the uh, top scorer award. Uh, four, to, four to the five, of course, they were in the Premier League. Two times player of the year with Arsenal. Eight times footballer of the year. One time European champion. Two English champion titles, one Champions League winner, three English FA Cups, two Spanish champion titles with Barcelona, one Spanish Cup, one Spanish Super Cup, one French champion title with Monaco, one FIFA World Club winner, one UEFA Super Cup winner, one Confederations Cup winner, two English Super Cup winners, amassing a total of 18 club trophies. Uh, 18 club slash team trophies. Uh, but that World Cup with France in 98 weighs a lot. So as you can see, Benzema was a lot more successful both in France as well as in Spain uh, and never have played in the Premier League. Of course, Henri has the stats on his side with Arsenal. The highest transfer value of Henri was $55 million at the age of 27, while Benzema at 28 was valued at $66 million. Well, if that doesn't say a lot, I'll, I'll tell you what. Henri, and this speaks volumes, Henri, at the age of 32, he transferred to Red Bulls in the MLS. Whereas, Benzema, at the age of 32, he still plays for Madrid, winning a title last year. And uh, this is a big kicker in the comparison of the two. In terms of positions, Henri was mainly a center forward throughout his career. In Barcelona, he played as a left winger occasionally, whereas Benzema had a central position in France, but in Madrid... Always had a more fluid position, rotating from right wing to left wing to center forward. He always does this thing where he keeps on rotating. And uh, let's let's just take a look uh, at the stats in the competitions where both players have taken part in. So let's start with uh, let's start with France in League One. Henri had a total appearances of 105, 20 goals, zero assists, whereas Benzema has 112 apps. 43 goals and 23 assists. Benzema wins this one. Moving on to La Liga. 80 appearances for Henri, 35 goals and 80 assists. Whereas Benzema, his bread and butter here, he has 361 appearances with 176 goals and 100 assists. Of course, with a lot more games played, uh, you know, he definitely has an advantage. But let, let's look at a competition highly regarded by all with a Champions League. Henri has 112 apps, 50 goals, 22 assists, whereas Benzema has 125 apps, 69 goals, and 27 assists. He's getting really close to uh, overtaking Raul here for, for Real Madrid. And Benzema comes on top again. Henri shines, of course, during his Premier League career where he had 257 apps, 175 goals, 83 assists. In his career, Henri scored 360 goals, 175 assists, with 791 games. While Benzema is currently at 326 goals, 166 assists, 
and 678 games. 113 games less than Henri separated by roughly 34 goals. Yeah, 34 goals. I think Benzema is pretty much set to take over Henri's record, especially now after the departure of Cristiano Ronaldo, which uh, left him being the man with the goal with new responsibility and scoring a lot more than just being a provider. At 32 years old, Karim Benzema is looking great this season. He, you know, 12 games, 7 goals, 5 assists. He scored full go 4 goals in the Champions League in a group stage not showing any signs of slowing down. So the question is why Benzema is still out of the French team? Well, well, <laughs> probably not a lot of uh, you know uh, the episode that led to Benzema being exiled from the French national team. And I'll tell you all about it. It was a sex tape of another French player, Mathieu Valbuena, a tape that Valbuena recorded with his wife that got apparently stolen for whatever reason. And for whatever bizarre reason, the people that stole the tape were indirectly linked to Benzema. Like uh, in some tabloids, this, this was presented as an old childhood friend. Then Benzema got accused of blackmailing Valbuena in 2015. And as details of the case emerges, the, the police got involved. Uh, Benzema's side of the story is that an old childhood friend approached him and wanted to let Valbuena know that he actually has the tape and it exists and just to make sure that he knows and kind of hint hint you gotta pay if you don't want the tape to get out. Now Benzema uh, stated his innocence and took the, the case to the French Court of Cassation which earlier this summer was reported that French prosecutors won Benzema tried on charges of complicity and attempted blackmail over the incident of 2015 with French star Jabil Cisse, former Liverpool player, cited in the case as well. Uh, was it a misunderstanding? I mean, who in their right mind would go to their teammate in the middle of a training session and try to extort them? Really? Well, Benzema doesn't seem like that type of guy. And if he would have been, we would have heard a lot more negative stories about him in the locker room. And uh, even though Zidane has a point, uh, he hinted that, you know, with his speech that, you know, by saying that Benzema is the best striker in French history, he kind of hinted that he should rejoin the French national team. And I think a final decision would be taken after the trial is done and over with when uh, Benzema gets cleared of all the allegations. And this is the only way that Benzema can rejoin the French team for one more run at the World Cup. Thank you so much for listening. This is all that I have for you today. Uh, follow, follow me on social media and we'll see you on the next one. Highly appreciate it. Thank you.